are irrational, that's all there is to that. Their heads are full of cotton, hay and rags. They're nothing but exasperating, irritating, vacillating, calculating, agitating, maddening and infuriating hags. This is Family Life Today. Our host is the executive director of Family Life, Dennis Rainey. And if you've ever scratched your head and asked yourself the same question Henry Higgins asked himself, yes. then stay with us for today's edition of Family Life Today. Why can't a woman be more like a man? <laughs> Men are so honest, so thoroughly square, eternally noble, historically fair, who when you win will always give your back a pat. Why can't a woman be like that? One man in a million may shout a bit. Now and then there's one with slight defects. One perhaps whose truthfulness you doubt a bit. But by and large, we are a marvelous sex. Why can't a woman be like us? And welcome to Family Life Today. And and let me see if I can do a a recap, Dennis, for our listeners here as we begin the broadcast. Uh, Last week, you talked with us about uh, why romance is so important for a marriage relationship. Right. You talked about uh, the romance robbers that every relationship experiences. Barbara joined us, and we spent three days talking to men about how wives view this issue of romance. And we just had a couple of days with the guy you describe as the Michael Jordan of romance, <laughs> uh, who talked with us about some creative things that his group, that he calls the men of the Titanic, have done to communicate romance to their wives. Right. And before we talk to wives about how their husbands view romance, you want to spend one more session talking to the men, right? Right. You know, I think a lot of Christians are afraid to um, discuss the obvious there is a great struggle that is taking place in the Christian bedrooms of our nation. And if that struggle is going to be diminished and Christian marriages are to emerge, then that means we've got to get honest and look at this biblically. Mm-hmm. We've got to look at it uh, and speak about it forthrightly. And in the best way we know how to talk about it, be able to speak honestly, first of all, to men about what they're feeling when it comes to sexuality. Now, is it okay for the wives to listen in as we talk to their husbands? I think for today's broadcast, you ladies can just eavesdrop as I just have a heart-to-heart talk with the men because I think a lot of us as men are really confused. And uh, this first point I want to make with the husbands is you need to reserve romance and your sexuality for your wife only. What I mean by that is God has blessed you and given you great sexual energy. Hmm. That ought to move you to serve her, to love her, to sacrificially give to her without resentment. Now, Now, those last two words are very important, without resentment, because I think God gives us as men this urge to initiate toward our wives for a reason because our wives are different. They have relational needs. And what we do with our own sex drive as we look at our wife's needs can either move us to using our wives as an object, or we as men can realize that we need to get on our wife's wavelength and how she views romance. That is her need for relational love. And that means spending time with her, taking walks, some of the things we've talked about earlier in this series. Are you saying here that if a man is failing in these areas, if he's not communicating love to his wife on her terms, 
then he really uh, needs to make that a priority before he has any expectations from his own wife? I'm saying when Paul commanded husbands to love their wives, he commanded them to nourish and cherish their wives. The picture is of bathing them in nutrition for their soul. And what is that for a woman? It's a relationship. Mm -hmm. It's sharing your life as a man with your wife. And if you don't do that, most likely your wife is going to feel like a sex object. And I think one of the best questions a man could ask his wife at this point to see how he's doing is say, sweetheart, when I make love to you, do you feel loved? I'm convinced there are a lot of wives who would say, no, I may feel pleasure, I may feel sexual release, but uh, somehow, sweetheart, you're not communicating real love to me because you haven't met those relational needs. And, and it's not what the man is doing or not doing in the midst of the actual act of uh, uh, intercourse. It's what he hasn't done to prepare that relationship with his wife and enable her to feast on uh, having fun, mm -hmm. on being nourished and cherished by someone who tenderly cares for his wife. Mm. Now, this next thing I need to talk to men about it at this point um, well, this gets kind of tough to speak to men, but, but I've got to do it. Men sometimes have a higher felt need for sex than their wives. And I've got a couple of questions for you men who continually find yourself in, in overdrive in this area. First question is, are you feeding your sexual appetite throughout the day? Your fantasies, what you look at, what you watch, what you allow your mind to feast on. Are you feeding that regularly throughout the day in an unbridled fashion? It is a wise man who, first of all, looks to himself and saying, am I really setting up our marriage to win here? Or am I somehow, because of what I'm allowing myself to think about all day, am I being selfish and arriving at the married bed, almost setting my wife up to fail because I have so feasted in my mind on uh, my sexual creativity. There needs to be some self-control and discipline that a man exercises over his own thought life? Discipline is a part of the Christian life. And I think for a lot of men this goes down hard because what we would like to say is we would like to have complete freedom to think about what we would like to think about and arrive home all sexually energized and charged up. But the problem is, what's our wife been thinking about all day? <laughs> She's had kids draped all over her legs and arms, pulling on, tugging on her skirt. And here's the man arriving home. He's had all these thoughts, and uh, his wife is nowhere in the ballpark, mm -hmm. let alone uh, ready to go to bed with him. Mm -hmm. a, a third thing I'd like to encourage the men to do, and um, this is going to sound the riskiest of all, but it's absolutely important that you share your feelings about your own sexuality. Uh, this is what women really don't understand about men because men aren't in touch with what they're feeling about their own sexuality. Hmm. And, and a part of this, Bob, I believe is a man must express to his wife the importance of his wife's response at the point where he initiates intercourse with his wife. But you're saying before he does that, he needs to understand that importance himself. That's right. right. He, he, first of all, he's got to understand what it is he's feeling and then begin to put it in words with his wife. And this is the interesting thing. Most men have never talked about this with anyone mm -hmm. in their lifetimes. Mm -hmm. It's interesting. America is a culture 
that is saturated with sex. And yet men, I believe, are more insecure. They got more confusion, more anxieties, more temptations. I think they've got unreal expectations about themselves, about their spouse. And what may be the best vehicle for the man to discuss this is to simply write out a letter to his wife about how he feels about his own sexuality. Mm -hmm. Include in there any anxiety you may feel, uh, certain feelings you may have about your own performance, uh, how you feel at the point when you are initiating, and then include a paragraph about how you feel when your wife says no. Because I think sometimes the way men express their feelings is with anger. They've been hurt. They've been disappointed. And what comes out is, um, is anger. They kick waste cans. I know one man who kicked a hole in his garage door. That's a long way from the bedroom, so you got to wonder how he got down there to do that. But the guy was ticked off. Mm-hmm. The time to communicate this is never in your bedroom. It should always be in the midst and the context of a relationship on a walk. It's not at 11 o'clock at night when you're both exhausted. It's in a a prime time of the day when you can talk about this and connect with your spouse. I think there are a lot of women who really do want to understand their husbands. And what I would say to the women at this point, be patient with your man because he most likely has never ever talked with another man about this, let alone a woman. And now you're his wife and now you share this bed together and uh, you can't help but maybe feel it personally as well as a woman, feeling like he's rejecting you. One of the things that makes those discussions difficult for couples is what happens after that. The next time you come together, there are all kinds of thoughts running through both of your heads, and it makes it awkward. Yes, and, and that's a part of a growing marriage relationship that I think young couples just need to uh, relax and grow through. Or a couple who's been married for 15 to 20 years who may go through some discussions that they've never shared mm-hmm. in the past. Yes, you may feel self-conscious, but you know what I'd do at that point? Learn to laugh hmm. and not be so serious about this thing called sex. We're certainly devoting a lot of uh, days to it here on the broadcast, and that's because it is a very serious subject. But one of the things Barbara and I have attempted to do is we have attempted to keep laughter as a part of our marriage bed. It takes some of the pressure off. It allows us the freedom to share some humor in the midst of what can be um, far too serious of a subject. Mm -hmm. Okay, man, this, this next point may not even sound like it relates to sexual intimacy, but it does. And that is you need to pray with your wife about this area of your relationship. Pray for yourself, that you'll be selfless, that you'll be a man who knows how to deny himself for your wife. And in many cases, there can be no greater act of love on your wife's behalf than you denying your own desires for your wife. Ask God to give you the strength to be able to do that. Ask God to give you an understanding of how to love her and how to meet her needs. I want to tell you something. The Holy Spirit of God, if you're a believer in Jesus Christ, indwells you. He can guide you and lead you into becoming a better lover. Now, you may say, the Holy Spirit wants to help me be a better lover. Absolutely. You can't tell me the God of the universe that created sexual love is not interested in helping us when we don't know uh, how we need help. And I found God has given me ways of loving Barbara at times when, truthfully, I was at a dead end. I didn't know how to meet her needs. Mm -hmm. Pray for your wife. Pray that she'll feel loved when you initiate 
sexual love with her. Mm -hmm. That's an important part. You know what? I'd even pray with her before the act of intercourse that God might enable you to communicate love to her. Now, you've got to know, Dennis, there are some folks who hear you say that and think, that just feels strange to pray together and then go to bed together. Well, if that sounds strange, then the next point I've got is going to sound stranger, and that would be to pray during the act of making love with one another. Now, how strange does that sound? Well, there are some folks who are probably thinking that sounds pretty strange, too. Well, let me ask you something. Is God there in your bedroom in the midst of this? Uh, yeah, I guess he is. <laughs> I think he is. Yeah. And, and I believe sexual love is an act of worship. I think it is the deepest form of uh, emotion and feeling two people share together. Mm. Who made that? Wasn't man. God made it. Why mm. not share in prayer together in the middle of marital love? You know, I was talking about this with a Sunday school class one time, and I said that uh, the sex act is an act of worship. And a guy came up to me the next week, and he said, we went home and had a revival at our house after <laughs> Sunday school last year. <laughs> but you know what? I, I think there is a false uh, sense of separation that most Christians feel between the spiritual side of life and the sexual side of life. Well, you know, there's one last point of prayer, and again, I'm I'm just being realistic. After you've you've shared in love together, what finer moment than to say, Lord Jesus, thank you for this woman you've given me. And I've prayed that many times with Barbara. Thank you for what we have just enjoyed together. Thank you for her. Thank you for her love. Thank you for her trust of me as a man. Hmm. That's got to make your wife feel cherished, nourished, and loved, which is what this is all about. Mm Mm-hmm. Are we done praying now? <laughs> <laughs> I think there may be some of our listeners that want to have a prayer meeting right now. <laughs> I think we've made this sound uh, highly spiritual, and, and it is. I mean, why can't we laugh about this, and why can't we have some fun with it? There's a couple more points I want to make with the men. First of all, inhibited sex drive. There are women listening right now say, you know, I've been listening to you guys over the last couple of days, and you're talking about a man who is always pursuing his wife that's not who I'm married to. Mm-hmm. Uh, he has not pursued me in a long time. I'm wondering, is there something wrong here? A- am I not desirable? And there are women who are feeling more like we're describing the men at this point. They're feeling the point of rejection, and, and they're feeling their femininity at that point is really on the line. And I would say to a man who's listening, who um, finds himself not initiating toward his wife uh, on a regular basis— Uh, to first of all look inward and say, is there something that is short-circuiting what is a normal process and a part of marriage love, your sex drive? Um, Is there something you're in denial about? Anything you resent about your wife that you're trying to punish her for? Mm. Or looking back in your relationship with your your own parents, something you perhaps are angry about? Uh, Could it be that you as a man have tried to initiate at a point with your wife, and she didn't even realize it, but uh, she really rejected you at a point, and you're now hiding, Hmm. and you've withdrawn from her. This has become a strategy to protect yourself. Perhaps it's work. Some men are out of touch with their emotions simply because they're working too hard, and they are so spent that uh, you gotta wonder, is that man really in touch? with his sexual emotions? When would he find time to experience that with his wife? 
If a wife is married to a man who is not an initiator, is there something she can do, Dennis? I think that at a point they need to talk honestly between themselves and more than likely need to find a third party that can begin to explore what is the cause here because that was not what marriage was intended to be, mm. either on the husband's side or the wife's side. If either one of them are not experiencing a, uh, a sex drive, a, a desire to be with one another with some degree of frequency, then I think that ought to be a, a warning signal. And what I would say to all the young married couples here listening, don't wait until you've been married 15, 20, 25 years to go get help. I think one of the biggest mistakes a young couple can make is not addressing some of these issues early enough in their marriage. And what happens is they set up patterns that can be damaging and that the pattern itself becomes something later on that the couple has to receive healing for and has to move through some uh, two decades into the marriage relationship. So if a husband is not an initiator, you would say that might be a time when seeing a counselor would make sense? I think if you had a husband who was expressing no interest in sexual love or didn't find it to be particularly desirable, then I think at that point it's a warning. And I've gotten letters from couples who have been married uh, for over a year who have not consummated their marriage. And it's not been on the woman's side, it's been on the man's side. And in those situations, I strongly encourage, I exhort, go get some help outside the marriage relationship. This last word... um, perhaps is one of the toughest for men to hear. But uh, what I would challenge you to do, men, is formally give your wife the true freedom to say no to your sexual advances without manipulating her, without controlling her, without getting angry, and without feeling rejected. Now that sounds real easy here in a broadcast. But what I think is very, very important for a woman to feel is that the pressure of performance is not upon her that she can feel free to respond or not respond. Life is full of limits. There are limits outside of marriage and there are limits inside of marriage. Just getting married does not give a person total freedom over the other person. A man does not have authority and freedom to just use his wife as an object. A man was always meant to love his wife as Christ loved the church, and that meant to care for her, to nourish her, and cherish her with compassion, with love, giving her the dignity that God created her with. You know, I was thinking about that as uh, I was the other day reading through some of the ideas that are contained in Simply Romantic, the collection that we put together as a, a romance tool for couples in marriage. Here are some of the ideas that we suggested that a husband could do to communicate romance to his wife. Uh, here's one. Think of something God is teaching you through your wife and then take some time and tell her about what the Lord's doing. Here's another one. Call your wife at work or at home and tell her that you love her and you're glad she's your wife and give her specific reasons why you love her and why you're glad she's your wife. Right. Um, Here's one where on a Saturday morning you tell your wife that this day she's going to be queen for a day. You're going to give her the day to do whatever she'd like to do. All of these are things uh, that are designed to communicate to a wife, I value you. I appreciate you, and our relationship is important to me. And the reason we've included those ideas as a part of the collection that we put together called Simply Romantic is because if couples will begin to implement 
uh, some of the 60 ideas that we created for men or the 60 ideas that we created for women, it will create an environment in their marriage where romance will will just naturally flourish and naturally bloom. In fact, we're excited about this tool because it gives couples uh, a practical plan where over the next 12 months, they can build a stronger, more romantic marriage. And we believe that that's the kind of marriage that, first of all, they'd love to have, but secondly, will bring glory and honor to God. If you'd like to get the Simply Romantic collection, including the ideas and activities for couples, the audio cassette that has romantic music and also has uh, romantic ideas from marriage experts around the country, the uh, booklet that Dennis has written on why romance is important. This has even got uh, some note cards that you can use for writing love notes to one another. And the thing I like is this wallet-sized card that we've included in here so that a husband can carry in his wallet his wife's dress size, her blouse size, her her shoe size, uh, everything about her, her hair color, her eye color. I know husbands should know these (laughs) things, but we forget them from time to time. There's also one for a wife to do the same thing with her husband so that if he's out on a business trip somewhere or if he just happens to be out at the mall on a Saturday and he finds something and he thinks, my wife would look really pretty in this. He can pull out his wallet and know which size to get. (laughs) If you'd like to get a copy of Simply Romantic, this collection of ideas and activities for couples, call us or write us here at Family Life. The cost for this is $19.95 plus $3 for shipping and handling, and it comes with a money-back guarantee. I should also mention that audio cassettes of this series are available. We've included all 13 messages in a six cassette album, and they're available from our Family Life Resource Center. The cost for the cassette album is $30 plus $5 for shipping and handling. You know, Dennis, anyone who has ever been to a Family Life marriage conference has had an opportunity to stop by one of our resource centers there at the conference, and uh, they have probably seen books by Dr. Ed Wheat called Intended for Pleasure and Love Life for Every Married Couple. These are uh, are classic books on the subject of a couple's sexual relationship. They really help us understand the biblical basis for the sexual relationship in marriage and also understand how we can love and serve one another in the sexual dimension of our marriage relationship. If you'd like to have these books as a part of your home library, call us or write us here at Family Life and we'll let you know how you can get either the book Intended for Pleasure or the book Love Life for Every Married Couple. Let me give you our phone number. It's toll-free, 1-800-FL-TODAY. That's 1-800-F as in family, L as in life, and then the word today. You can also reach us by mail. The address is Family Life Today, post office box 8220 Little Rock, Arkansas. Our zip code is 72221. Once again, it's Family Life Today, Box 8220, Little Rock, Arkansas, and the zip code is 72221. I should say that we do enjoy getting letters from our listeners. In fact, I got a big stack of them on my desk, Dennis, as I know you do, because uh, we get copied on all of the letters that come through and work to read through them all. And it's really a treat to hear from you, particularly to hear how the broadcast is having an impact in your marriage and in your family relationship. If you've not written to us, it would be great to get a letter from you. Uh, In fact, I'll give you the address here again in just a minute. And when you write, if you can, would you include a donation to help us with the ongoing work of this ministry? We don't want to do anything that would uh, take you away from the giving you're already committed to at your local church. And we know that uh, in raising a family today, finances are tight. 
But would you prayerfully consider linking arms with this ministry and joining us in what we believe God has called us to, and that is the idea of seeing him bring about a family reformation in this culture. If you can help us be a part of that, we would love to hear from you. Once again, our address is Family Life Today, Box 8220, Little Rock, Arkansas, and our zip code is 72221. Well, Dennis, you talk straight to the men on the broadcast today, and tomorrow you're going to talk to their wives, right? I hope that I have earned the right with the women in the audience to be able to speak to them very honestly and candidly about a man's sex drive, their husband's need to be one with her physically. I hope you can join us for that tomorrow. Our engineer is Mark Whitlock. Our host is Dennis Rainey, and I'm Bob Lapine. We'll see you tomorrow for another edition of Family Life Today. Why can't a woman be like me? Family Life Today is a production of Family Life of Little Rock, Arkansas, a ministry of Campus Crusade for Christ.